0: I think we've done a poor job of instilling those values that those of us who came in when it wasn't calling into the next generation of the fire service, and it's slowly starting to tail off.
1: Enchanted Sky Media. 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 This is Code Three, the podcast for firefighters. Now, here's your host, Scott Orr that's right and i will not let parkinson stop me thank you for joining me again hey do you feel it slipping away lots of members of the fire service do these days i'm talking about the traditions that made this career more than just a career Lieutenant Mark Alone of Columbia County Fire Rescue in Georgia has been seeing this happen, and he's out to fix it. He's hosting a pre-conference seminar at Firehouse World in March designed to reignite your passion for firefighting. Mark believes this is more than just a job. He joins me now to explain what's happened and why it should change. Mark Alone, thanks for joining us on Code 3.
0: Well, thanks for having me, Scott.
1: Your discussion at Firehouse World is going to be centered on the idea of tradition. Now, firefighters have a long tradition of having traditions. Do you feel like that's changed in the current generation?
0: Yes, sir. I kind of feel like uh, over the years, the, the calling of the job has kind of dissipated from the job, and the purpose of my class is basically to bring that love and passion back for the job to stop treating it, you know, like any other career and recenter us around the traditions that made our profession great, one of which being that it's a calling versus just any other job.
1: Why do you feel that this change has happened?
0: I think the shift in societal values has had a big role in us. I I think it took a lot longer to reach us than maybe some other professions, but uh, the political correctness, the the equality factors, just kind of trying to treat everybody the same. Not really so much a a push in the vocational values uh, of our education system. Now you, you get a lot of people that probably wouldn't have traditionally found the fire service, and it brings a lot of new challenges with it. And I just think over the years we've we've kind of got away from what made us great, especially when you see so many places transitioning from. Ah, uh, traditionally, volunteer fire departments now into a career setting uh, in a jurisdiction that that maybe doesn't have quite the call volume to keep people interested to be there on a twenty four hour shift. So all those things combined. it just it it kind of just fell into a to a regular job mindset. And I think we've done a poor job of instilling those values that those of us who came in when it wasn't calling into the next generation of the fire service and it's slowly starting to tail off.
1: I've talked to a captain who said there was a time when, and this is a career department I'm talking about, there was a time when a response for a structure fire would go out. You'd see firefighters show up from home wanting to help out. Now they don't do that. And he said, I can't really complain because it is a job, but still you would like to see him.
0: Yeah, I think when you get into stuff like that, what what hurts us the most is maybe where we've done a bad job of being politicians at our upper echelons. I think the climate politically has changed and there's so many rules and regulations that go with, you know, overtime and labor laws and, and people are so scared anymore to to go out on any limb that, that might be viewed in negatively by legality. So what you get is a bunch of people that are making decisions based on, you know, what's good for the lawyers versus what's good for the fire service and the community. Um, and unfortunately they don't always line up. Um, yeah. so when you had these guys before that were willing to come in on their off time, well, I know a lot of places now, now it's in an overtime situation because you were there in a professional capacity versus a bystander and, The minute you put your hands on equipment, they're worried about insurance and injuries. And, you know, the guys that basically said, hey, I'm getting in trouble for being here. You know, it's not worth my time anymore. And unfortunately, you know, that's one of those things where I think we've moved forward with safety and, you know, our rights as is, is workers and things like that. But I think at the same time, it's actually kind of pushed us back because people are, are scared to dive in like they used to be.
1: And that is the legal viewpoint. But let's talk about cultural for a moment. What sort of cultural shift or traditions do you see that have caused us to lose things? And what's an example of something we've lost?
0: I think the brotherhood is kind of on the rocks right now not not so much that you know we don't love and support each other but just i think the it's been very commercialized and what you get is a lot of people that forget you know just like your regular family there's there's going to be days that we don't you know particularly love each other like each other we're going to do things that make each other angry and you know maybe don't help each other so much but that that's not a reason to to stop supporting each other and i think that's probably been the biggest cultural shift is that is all these outside influences have kind of put some handcuffs on what we can do, you know, the gatherings we can do, the the way we used to hang out with each other off duty and, and things like that. I think that's kind of taken a little notch out of that brotherhood. And I think that's the thing we really need to focus on as far as the calling is, is making it a family again and, and understanding that being a family means there's going to be good times, but there's also going to be bad times. And just because there's bad times, it doesn't mean you can... You know just cut ties and run away that you got to work through it like a real family and and learn to get along with each other and and overcome those obstacles
1: you're going to do four hours on the at firehouse world but could you give me a brief synopsis how you can solve this problem
0: sure so my class is basically centered around kind of identifying the issues that we've briefly touched on here as far as you know what's what's going wrong in the fire departments today you know, why, why? what are some factors that have taken that calling away? Um, and from there, it just kind of breaks down, you know, a lot of the big ones to me are, you know, the, the differences in the generations, how we don't really understand each other. And that's not really new per se, but for some reason, the, the generation that's, you know, kind of in the seniority uh, positions of the firehouses today is having a really hard time dealing with the younger generation. So we kind of bridge that gap. Um, it's it's really centered around accountability. I, I think that's a big part is that we have so many standards in our firehouses today and you know you may have a different standard than I have and, and uh, the higher ups may apply that differently. And I think overall it's just you know we've we've gotten away from that paramilitary structure that we prided ourselves on and we've kind of softened the fire service to a point now under the guise of safety where you know the, the guys just aren't motivated anymore so, Throughout the class, what I just want to touch on is identifying my feelings on, on where it's gone wrong and maybe not necessarily give you a, a hardened skill set to, to solve that problem uh, in your own firehouse because they're all so different based on the, the jurisdiction, the staffing, how many stations they have, the response matrix. So instead of coming out with a hard line of, hey, this is how you fix it, it's more like a, hey, let's get your mind working on how can you fix it in your fire department? Does what work for me work for you or, or vice versa? You know, And if not, you know how do you get there in your own agency? Um, and I think that's another a big part of what's going on today is we have so many names out there with so many solutions and that kind of blind, well, if it works for this big fire department, it has to work for us and, and those don't always line up correctly. And I think that leaves people kind of discouraged when they, they learn something great and they bring it back and maybe it's not a smooth transition like they thought. They had to adapt it and, and overcome a little bit. So hopefully for people that attend my class, what they'll get out of it is, you know, it's okay to love the job again. I think that's that's what's falling off the most and, and hopefully some strategies on how to take their love for the job and maybe pass it on to others and start building that culture back up to, to where we get back to that place where You know, loving the job is is the highest calling, and, and we go from there, and it trickles down to the mission.
1: A minute ago, you mentioned that some of these younger firefighters don't mesh well with the older attitudes. And I'm wondering then if part of the problem is the attitudes that these young people called millennials have. They seem to have a different motivation for why they do a job. Or how they do it used to be. You'd say jump, they'd say how high. Now you say jump and they say why. And so does that does that change how they behave in terms of tradition and the brotherhood?
0: Yeah, I think there's some truth to that. Um, I feel, though, that I, I think it's just an understanding thing. I think you're seeing now where, you know, I'm, I, mean, I kind of fall in the middle. I'm, I'm not really a millennial. I'm not really a, a generation. X or I'm just kind of in that that kind of wasteland in between but you know I had influences from both growing up and and the kids coming in now are, are very technological they, they were kind of raised almost with a different set of values um, their experiences growing up weren't the same you know the the big example I use all the time is that we're getting these kids that don't even know how to, to turn on a chainsaw well it's not necessarily their fault it's just not it's not the same as many people that grew up doing a trade or you know in rural America they've, they've had a lot of things done for them but it wasn't necessarily their fault so I think a lot of it comes down to misunderstanding the the older generation gets a short temper with it because they need things broken down and explained to them not not because they're they're trying to be rude or they're trying to be difficult but they, they just don't know and I think they have a bad habit too of asking why like not just to know but but over the top so it's really understanding on both ends but but um in in my opinion I I think the older generation takes a little more charge in that um it's our job to teach the next generation how to do the job and if the way that was taught to us doesn't work well then then it's our task to figure out a way to make it work so so to me the the kids have a role in it but but I find the seniority faction to be where the problem is in, in my opinion
1: all right mark alone thanks for being with us today and we will see you at firehouse world in san diego
0: all right scott i appreciate the opportunity i, I hope to see you there
1: we put some more information on in mark's seminar in his personal blog called the fire inside on our website code3podcast.com slash tradition
0: We need your help, but it'll be easy. Just go to wherever you got this podcast and leave us a rating and review. It'll only take a minute, but it will help other listeners find us. Why do you care? Because the more people who listen, the bigger our community becomes. And the bigger our community, the better Code 3 becomes. It's kind of like the brotherhood itself. So when you get a second, leave us a rating and quick review. And thanks.
1: All right, that's it. That's all for this edition of Code 3. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time with more. I'm Scott Orr, and until then, I'll see you later. Code 3 is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. To get in contact with us, visit Code3Podcast.com. And if you haven't subscribed yet, you should. Don't miss an episode. Find us at the Apple iTunes Store, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.